Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Every time you listen. It's Saturday morning. The weekend's here, everybody. February 25th. Welcome in. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up. Fairfax police say a Herndon woman's husband admitted he killed the man who was stabbing her. I'm Megan Cloherty. Metro making some late night rail service cuts starting next Monday night. We'll tell you what you can look out for. Where one part of our area stands as youth overdoses across the region rise. I'm Scott Gelman. You just got a new puppy? Now what? I'm Kate Ryan. Down day on Wall Street Friday to wrap your business week at the closing bell. The Dow was down 337. The Nasdaq dropped 195. The S&P was down 42. Good morning. Welcome in 3 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Steele. I'm Mara Rubin in New York. Southern Californians are bundled up for cold snow and in some places a blizzard. CBS correspondent Carter Evans is there. In California's farm belt, crops are at risk. We don't usually get the very cold weather here. It's very unprecedented for us um, here in the Central Valley. Statewide, more than 100,000 without power. The house is really, really cold. In California, the storm came with a strong warning. In Oregon, it did not. An unexpected blast dropped nearly a foot in Portland, prompting many to abandon their cars. One year after Russia invaded Ukraine, the U.S. and the EU have issued a new round of sanctions. The BBC's Grant Ferret. The measures agreed by EU member states include tighter restrictions on dual-use technology, as well as steps against those spreading propaganda in support of Moscow. The announcement had been delayed for several days by Poland, which had complained that the latest sanctions were too weak. Lithuania has also voiced reservations. The U.S., Canada and Britain have imposed their own measures. In addition, leaders of the G7 group of richest economies have warned they'll punish any countries that help Russia evade sanctions. In South Carolina, prosecutors say Alec Murdoch tried to create false alibis with phone calls to cover up the murders of his wife and son. CBS's Michael George was in court. The prosecution took Murdoch through a minute-by-minute timeline of his activities the night of the murders, suggesting he was busy creating an alibi. I never manufactured any alibi in any way, shape, or form because I did not and would not hurt my wife and my child. So So I know for a fact that I never, ever, ever created an alibi. Vigils were held earlier tonight for the victims killed in Orlando earlier this week. Among the victims were Spectrum News journalist Dylan Lyons and a nine-year-old. WKMG's Troy Campbell was there. Phyllis Turner Robinson, the aunt of nine-year-old Tiana Major, telling friends and family during a vigil hosted at ICP Church in Orlando how their community coming together is helping the family get through an unthinkable tragedy. We wanted to let you know how much we love and appreciate you guys for the outpouring of love and support that's been coming from the community. Outside the journalism building at UCF, professors and students honor the life of 24-year-old Dylan Lyons. I think about how lucky we are that we got to be with him. And the alleged shooter now is in jail. This is CBS News. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> And now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. 
Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. WTOP at 303. It's Saturday morning. We've made it finally, everybody, to the weekend. Welcome in February 25th. Cloudy and cold. Chance of snow, sleet, and rain as we head through daybreak. Highs falling into 30s and 40s. We're at 40 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along through your early 3 a.m. hour ride Saturday morning. Topping the local stories we are looking at for you as we head into the weekend together. We begin this morning with an update to that double murder inside Herndon locally, a home there Friday morning. Fairfax County Police are this morning investigating the sequence of events they say led one man to stab a woman and then that woman's husband to shoot the man attacking his wife. At 7.49 a.m., the first 911 call from the home on Stable Brook Way was a hang-up. Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis says 13 minutes later, the second 911 call came in from the family's au pair's cell phone. The husband tells the 911 call taker that he just shot a man inside of his home and that the man who he had just shot had stabbed his wife. 37-year-old Christine Banfield died at the hospital. 39-year-old Joseph Nathan Ryan of Springfield died inside the house. Police say there was no sign of forced entry into the home, and Davis says the father is not speaking with investigators. There was a four-year-old child inside the home. Uh, She is unharmed. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. In other news this morning, it is life in prison. That is Angelo Herod's sentence this week. He was found guilty of killing the mother of a Naval Academy football player back in the summer of 2021. Jordan Cummings, the daughter of the shooting victim, spoke Friday with the press. Although I am happy that the judge and the prosecutors um, did help us get a little bit of closure. We did get justice. Um, But like I said before, it's not going to bring my mom back. Her mother, 57-year-old Michelle Cummings, was hit, you may remember, by a stray bullet and killed as she sat peacefully on the patio of a local Annapolis hotel. She was in town at that point to celebrate her son's induction into the academy. WTOP at 3.05. Transportation this morning. Let's talk local and what you need to know. Metro is announcing some late-night rail service cuts. They say they will be reducing service on four different lines for some critical track work. This work is to start at 10 p.m. this coming Monday through Thursday for the next three weeks, actually. So starting this upcoming Monday, trains will single track between, heads up, Foggy Bottom and Arlington Cemetery on the Blue Line and Blue Line Plus, and Foggy Bottom and Boston on the Orange and Silver Lines. Wait times, we're told, go up to 26 minutes on every line that we just mentioned. So for that three weeks, you'll want to keep that in mind. In health news, the opioid crisis that our country is facing right now is hitting close to home. Last year, a record number of teens in Northern Virginia overdosed. The 13 deadly overdoses in Northern Virginia last year among people 18 and younger is the most reported there in the last six years, according to health department data. So what may be behind the trend? We know the pandemic really had an impact on student mental health, everybody's mental health as a whole, too. Dr. Sulman Mirza is a child and adolescent psychiatrist at the Inova Keller Center. We need to understand that drugs and people who use drugs are part of society, and we need to know how we can help them the best way, how we can prevent them from getting into situations where they're dying from this instead. Northern Virginia also reported nearly 300 emergency room visits for overdoses involving young people last year, up from nearly 200 in 2021. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Saturday morning at 3.07 on WTOP. How much is that dog in the wind? It was a campaign promise locally. Maryland Governor Wes Moore made to his kids, and he's keeping it. Now Maryland's first family is getting a first dog. Government House, the official residence of Governor Wes Moore and his family, will be the new home for a dog adopted from the Maryland SPCA. 
Jim Pierce is the executive director of the Baltimore Shelter. He's uh, between five and six months old. Um, he's a Shih Tzu Poodle mix. Pierce says not much is known about Tucker's background, but that at a meeting with Marilyn's first family, it was clear this was a match. He's a very sweet, happy, wiggly, affectionate boy. Pierce says about 3,000 animals are adopted from the Baltimore Shelter every year and urges anyone considering adoption to check out their local shelters. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. He said he's wiggly. I like that. Coming up on WTOP, the 3 a.m. hour, in the minutes ahead, after traffic and weather. A message from airport security. Don't x-ray your pets. I'm Nick Ainelli. It's 3.08. Driving and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, good morning to Carlos Ramirez with us this early Saturday morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Dean. We're watching a few incidents here. Thank you to the listener for giving us the update on the newest one, southbound side of 395, just before the exit for Duke Street. Got them in the camera here now. They are blocking two lanes on the far right-hand side of the roadway just as you make your approach to the exit for Duke Street. So stay to the far left. Thankfully, you will be able to see them well before you're even close to them. So no worries as far as that's concerned. If you're on the Beltway, a few work zones, you're going to find some cones over on the right-hand side as you make way past Route 50 up towards 66. That's where the work crews are. Not to worry, your ramps are available. If you're continuing past that point after 123, same story, right side blocked with the work crew. Though it looks like they may have pushed a lot of those cones over into the shoulder, so you may uh, once again have all your lanes. I will say this, though, the Dulles Toll Road, Dulles Access Road, if you're headed eastbound and planning to take the Beltway, this is for you. You will not be able to do that. Eastbound side of the Dulles Toll Road cannot head northbound on 495. You'll have to opt for a different route. My suggestion, Route 7 or 123 can get you where you're going. 66 westbound, bunch of work crews, one near 50, one near 28, and one after the Manassas rest area, all of which only letting by a single lane. It also sounds like there's work on the ramp from westbound 66 onto 28 southbound. Watch out for them there. Sounds like it might be temporary closures, things like that. If it is shut down, you are able to use either uh, the Fairfax County Parkway, Stringfellow, or 29 to get where you need to go. Westbound side of Braddock Road remains shut down for the crash investigation. Fairfax County let us know that it is a very serious accident scene that did happen there during uh, uh, well uh, earlier tonight rather westbound Braddock Road completely shut down still right at the Fairfax County Parkway sounds like there is a detour in place just follow police direction Carlos Ramirez WTOP traffic Storm Team 4 tracking the snow, making its way our way. Should be here in the next couple of hours, most likely by around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, right on through the early afternoon. And we could pick up a minor accumulation of snow on some grassy surfaces. I do think most of the road should be okay, but heads up on bridges and overpasses. That would be the only place that we could see some issues. Temperatures only in the low to mid-30s during the day, so a much colder day than we've seen lately. And really one of the colder days we've seen this winter. As we make our way through the afternoon, with snow coming to an end, and if we get any sunshine any of that snow should begin to melt but once again maybe a little bit of accumulation on some grassy surfaces as we make our way into sunday plenty of sunshine high temperatures in the upper 50s monday we'll see rain move back in especially later in the day some of that could be on the heavier side high temperatures only in the upper 40s to around 50 tuesday going 62 i'm storm team four chief meteorologist doug camera chilly this morning in the 3 a.m hour saturday morning february 25th Starting the weekend with us, we thank you for that. 37 degrees in College Park this hour and on the National Mall. 34 in Fairfax. We're down to 35 now in our nation's capital. This 3 a.m. hour check brought to you this morning on WTLP by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
when there's not enough coffee in all of Washington to get you going. You've got John and Michelle. Mornings on WTOP News. Hey there, it's Luke Garrett with the DMV Download Podcast. Will D.C. ever get an updated criminal code? Its current code is more than 100 years old. The council has a rebooted criminal code ready to go, but the mayor has opposed it, the chief of police has opposed it, and now Congress is on the brink of blocking it completely. I talked to Council Chair Phil Mendelson, who gives a fiery defense, saying all those who oppose it are misled or just fear-mongering. Who's right? You'll get to decide on the latest episode of the DMV Download Podcast. I'll see you there. It's Saturday, February 25th. Welcome to the weekend. Thanks for sharing it with us at 3.12 in the morning on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Question for you this morning. Do you think the humanities endangered subjects are they? That is the fear, apparently, of some educators locally after Marymount University chose to phase out certain majors. That includes English and history. The Board of Trustees voting unanimously this week to drop the majors, saying students are apparently not interested in pursuing them. University spokesman tells the Washington Post this weekend it's a watershed moment, they think, for the Arlington Catholic School as it tries to bring in more students and to grow its revenue. Marymount leaders say that the students are more interested, they think, right now in degree in degrees that will get them good jobs and high salaries. While certain subjects will no longer be offered as majors with this change, the university does stress that the coursework itself will remain part of its core curriculum. Well, that would be you, but not for Fluffy and Rover. Pet owners are being reminded this weekend to never put their pets through x-ray machines when they're going through the airport. Anytime people travel, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. That could be one reason why so many airline passengers with smaller pets in carrying cases are forgetting to take their pet out of the case when they slide the case through a security checkpoint x-ray machine. Not only is it scary for the animals, but it's not very healthy. Eric Chin with the Transportation Security Administration reminds pet owners to always take their dog or cat out of the case then put the case through the x-ray machine. They can then carry or walk their pet through a metal detector. At Dulles International Airport, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. President Biden will make a stop in Virginia next week to talk health care. The White House says the president will use the Virginia Beach event on Tuesday to lay out his plans to protect Americans' access to affordable health care. He is also expected during the trip to criticize Republicans for demanding concessions in exchange for their support to raise the nation's borrowing limit. President Biden will tie the GOP to policy proposals that he says would raise health care prices that you need to know about. Is it COVID or the flu? For the first time, the FDA has green-lighted a combo test for both viruses. CBS correspondent Alexander Tin has the latest. Well, doctors have long had accurate ways to test for both COVID and flu, at-home options to check for both viruses have been scarce. Now the FDA says it has green-lighted the nation's first combination home test for both COVID and flu. It's unclear how much the new home test manufactured by Lucera will cost. The company already makes a home test for COVID alone that is often pricier than many rapid antigen alternatives, but also claims to be more accurate. The FDA plans to revamp its tobacco division after the agency got widespread criticism over its regulations for cigarettes and vaping devices. The head of the agency's tobacco center this week promising to deliver a five-year strategic plan by the end of the year, 2023, to include efforts to better regulate e-cigarettes. The agency also said it would be more transparent to companies about its decisions going forward. It came under fire just last year, you may remember, after rejecting more than one million applications from e-cigarette makers with no explanation. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. 
Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. I'm not for Mr. Rubwood Fork this early on. The Wizards opened the second half of their season by blowing a 19-point first-half lead over the New York Knicks in what ended up a 115-109 loss. The former Nick, Kristaps Porzingis, was the face of that change in fortune, scoring 19 of his team-high 23 points in the first half. What happened after halftime, Wes Sunsell Jr.? I think the level of physicality, they started to cross-match a little bit, put a smaller guy on them so they could switch. Um, they kind of bottled him up a little bit. He took uh, a little fall, and I thought that kind of took some starch out of him as well. Then he went down, kind of rolled into him. So he's kind of working through that as well. That and the Wiz had no answer for Julius Randle, who matched his career high of 46 points to join teammate Jalen Brunson as the first pair of Knicks to each have three 40-point games in a season. The seventh-ranked Maryland women won a 76-74 thriller at number 16 Ohio State, led by Abby Myers, game-high 24 points on 11 of 15 shooting. The Terps end the regular season winners of six straights and 11 of 12. They can clinch the two-seed in the Big Ten tournament, with an Iowa loss to conference-leading Indiana Sunday. On the men's side, VCU and James Madison each won by double digits. Here's a free correct answer at your next trivia night. As MLB implements new rules this season, the first player to commit a pitch clock violation is former Oriole Manny Machado getting docked a strike in the Padres spring game against the Mariners after not getting set and facing former Nationals pitcher Robbie Ray within eight seconds. To his credit, Machado rebounded well. He had a single on the first pitch thrown. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. This is WTOP News. A new bank rate survey says half of millennials and Gen X consumers surveyed for reported credit card balances much greater than their savings or emergency funds. This morning, Daniel DeVazze, a reporter for The Hill, tells WTLP. It's that middle range of people um, that would be Generation X and millennials who unfortunately have bad habits of uh, amassing credit card debts, not paying them off every month. I think a lot of us did more of that maybe in the last couple of years, and unfortunately the rates are going up. He says reducing credit card use and starting an emergency savings account can prepare you for potential financial emergency. Among the top stories Saturday morning we're following on WTOP. New details about that 911 call leading police Friday to a Herndon home where a man and woman were found dead. Changes are being made to how Americans can actually get prescriptions for ADD medication and painkillers are considered, of course, addictive. And the United States is implementing new sanctions against Russia in the one-year anniversary of the war between Russia and Ukraine, providing almost, we're told, 10 billion bucks to help Ukraine meet the critical needs of its citizens. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Carlos. Thanks, Dean. The outer loop of the Beltway. I got a little excited because I seemed like the accident scene on the outer loop after Arena Drive had cleared. 
Unfortunately, it seems like they may have had either a secondary accident scene happen there. That's why I always say to be extra careful. If you ever see any vehicles over on shoulders or something like that, there's always the possibility of another vehicle bumping into them. I think that's what ended up happening here. Outer loop of the Beltway, that's northbound 495 after Arena Drive towards 202. You will find multiple emergency vehicles over on the left-hand side of the roadway. Like I said previously, I saw that all of the emergency vehicles left except for like one, and now I'm seeing a handful more, a few more tow trucks, a few more fire trucks, which tells me, again, maybe a second accident scene because maybe somebody wasn't uh, uh, paying enough attention. Please be extra careful, especially during these overnight hours. Everybody wants to get home safely. I-95 and the BW Parkway, I can talk, the BW Parkway is running up to speed and no issues on 50 right now as you head out towards the Bay Bridge. Keep in mind that they are running two-way traffic on the Bay Bridge on the eastbound span, but no delays because of it. Southbound 270 had that broken down vehicle near Old Georgetown Road. It's been cleared, no worries. Eastbound Dulles Toll Road, the ramp to northbound 495 is shut down. You cannot head that way. If you're headed southbound on 395, just before Duke Street, two right lanes are blocked with a crash activity. Carlos Ramirez, WTOB Traffic. We've got some snow making its way our way. It's not a lot, but it will be snowing over the course of the next couple of hours here, especially after about 8 o'clock, right on through about 1 or 2 in the afternoon. Could see some minor accumulation on grassy surfaces, nothing big, and most of the roads should be just fine. But give yourself a little bit of extra time on those roadways. Temperatures only in the low to mid-30s. As you make your way into the day on Sunday, sunshine, high temperatures in the upper 50s to around 60 in spots. Monday, more rain to come in with cooler temperatures again as well. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist. Right now we're at 31 degrees in Rockville, 34 this morning in Ashburn, 31 in District Heights, and we are looking right now at 35 degrees in Holding in our nation's capital at 321. Hi, I'm Kirsten from Pentatonics. We've all learned how to cope with more time alone. With more time spent isolated or at home, the need for companionship has grown. If you've considered adding a pet to your family, please check with your local shelters and foster organizations. Stray pet numbers have grown immensely over the past several years, and the trauma caused to these animals is devastating. Adopt pets, they need us more than we know. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Saturday morning, the weekend's here, 321. You're listening to WTOP News. Now to another case locally out of Fairfax County this morning with some new developments to tell you about. The man who was shot and killed by police near Tyson's Corner Center was not armed. County police have actually confirmed that now, that they did not recover any type of weapons after searching the grounds on the scene around the mall where two officers chased 37-year-old Timothy McCree Johnson. Police Chief Kevin Davis on this case did not describe the circumstances that led to the officers firing shots in the first place at the D.C man who was accused of stealing then designer sunglasses from Nordstrom. Both officers assigned to the Tyson's urban unit are currently this morning on leave. A car stolen in Upper Marlboro this week triggered an amber alert for a toddler. Now the suspect in that car theft is facing a long list of charges. The car with a three-year-old in the back seat was stolen from a convenience store in the Upper Marlboro area and found here where Farragut Street meets busy Edmonston Road just before 8.30 p.m. It's not far from where a hit-and-run crash was reported involving a vehicle that matched the description of the one police were looking for. 
Minutes later, the suspect, 18-year-old Oreo Florentino Galeas, was arrested at his home about a mile and a half away from here. Florentino Galeas is charged with kidnapping, reckless endangerment, theft, and more. He's being held without bond right now, but he does have a bond hearing scheduled for Monday afternoon. In Bladensburg, John Dome in WTOP News. A Rockville man pleads guilty to murdering the former manager of Chevy Chase Village. 38-year-old Billy Phillips admitted to shooting and killing 66-year-old Jeffrey Biddle. Biddle was found shot to death in his home on Windsor Lane in Bethesda back in 2021. Police were called to his house that day for a welfare check after he didn't show up apparently for work at Payment Solutions where he was CEO. Phillips is actually a former employee of Biddle, but he was fired apparently after being convicted of a bank robbery in Virginia. Police believe he held Biddle hostage before actually killing him. They found Biddle's bank card and checkbook in Phillips' car when he was arrested. Phillips now faces this morning up to life in prison plus additional 65 years could be tagged on. He'll be sentenced, we're told, come next month. Prosecutors grilled disgraced former South Carolina attorney Alec Murdoch during his murder trial this week. The prosecution alleging that he killed his wife and youngest son to gain sympathy and buy time to cover up his financial crimes. Waters points out Murdoch's cell phone, which was recording his steps, became very active 13 minutes after prosecutors say his wife and son's phones locked for the final time. During that time, Murdoch also made several phone calls, something the prosecution says was intentional. You are up at 9.02, finally having your phone in your hand, moving around and making all these phone calls to manufacture an alibi. Is that not true? That's absolutely incorrect. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your... Oh, hold on. Just got a video of my cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP, brought to you by PenFed Credit Union. Great rates for everyone. Here's Brennan. More sharp losses to end the week on Wall Street with the Dow losing 337 points. NASDAQ down 195. S&P off 42. A new mixed-use building in downtown Bethesda has been given the green light by the county planning board. MoCo 360 reports the property to be called 8001 Wisconsin Avenue would feature up to 350 multifamily dwelling units. And are you ready for a return to Middle Earth? Warner Brothers Discovery says more Lord of the Rings movies are in the works. Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. This is WTOP News. Here's your Jill on Money question of the day. Lee from New England asks, I'm 49 years old and recently inherited $150,000. I'd like to invest at least half of it. After a rocky 2022, would this be a good time to do so? Well, Lee, as long as you don't need this money anytime soon, then why not? You can use cheap index funds at any of the major brokerage firms. Just know that whatever you put into the market, whether it's in stocks or bonds or commodities, it's a long-term commitment. We're talking 10 or 20 years. Avoid timing the market. Have a question? Go to JillOnMoney.com. Hi there, it's Scott from Pentatonix. So from the beginning of our journey in music, the foundation has been music education. 
It's so incredibly important that we continue to show kids the importance of music in our schools, in our homes, and even in the car. Music is such a powerful expression of emotion and individuality, and we are responsible for keeping the love for music alive. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. WTOP 